0: Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Brayden Coy. Welcome to episode 54 of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast. I have yet another awesome interview for you guys to enjoy. It is with this new scientist that I met online and he is working with some crazy mind-blowing stuff. He has done some crazy experiments and the animals that he works with every day are even more amazing. So with that, enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. I this is a brand new episode, and today I have a very special guest on the show with me, Sebastian Etche, Dr. Sebastian Echeverry. Excuse me, um, Dr. Sebastian etcheverry and I'm super excited to get to talk with him today. And he's a brand new guest on the show, so welcome to the show, Sebastian.
1: Hi. Thank you for the warm welcome. I'm really excited to be here and talk about. Um, really cool animals that I study. So I am a spider scientist um, and arachnologist, though I guess arachnologists study other animal, other arachnids besides spiders. Yeah. I study jumping spiders in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just completed my PhD last year at the University of Pittsburgh. Wow. Uh, And I do a lot of science communication and outreach. You know, my favorite part about science and learning is sharing it with other people. So I'm super psyched to be here on the show today and, you know, talk about my story and then about the fun animals that I get to work with.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show also. So, um, I mean, I guess let's just dive right into it. I have a lot that I want to get to um, with you, but I mean, I guess just start off by sort of an overview, uh, a Mm -hmm. bird's eye view of some of the cool stuff that you've done in the past, maybe a cool place that you've been to, yeah, and then also some of the awesome projects that you have done in school.
1: Okay, yeah. So in uh, for my PhD for the last six years, I've been studying the courtship dances of the uh, paradise jumping spiders, which are these super wow. tiny little jumping spiders that could very easily fit on your fingernail. Yeah, um, that live throughout North, Central, and South America, mm-hmm. and. The males, just like the birds of paradise that the group is named after, um, are really, really colorful, and they put on this entire song and dance performance uh, when they are courting the females, and it is ridiculously impressive. Um, They do a choreographed song that they vibrate so they vibrate their abdomen mm-hmm. uh into the ground and the females listen with their legs they feel that vibration and then while the male's doing that he's also dancing um but he's dancing with of course and spiders have so many limbs he's dancing with his legs he's dancing with his petty palps which are like um on a spider they're they're not the eight legs but the two other limbs that they have um mm-hmm. that are kind of like i would call them the equivalent of Arms for people, so we have two Mm -hmm. legs and two arms. Spiders have eight legs and two pedipalps. So this is a whole dance thing. It has like the music is synchronized to the movements. It goes like there's like an intro part of the show. There's a middle segment. There's like a clot, like a crescendo at the end. Um, Wow! And they are so much fun to watch. There's like videos on them on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like the. The North American or the Americas version of the peacock spiders that are so famous oh yeah, um, yeah. a lot of people have seen peacock spiders, um, especially people here in North America. That I talk to at like events and stuff, but they don 't realize that we have spiders just like that that live mm-hmm. here that are like dancing and doing cool stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was studying those animals and I got to travel um, across the southwest, which is where um, a lot of species live, though they go up into Canada as well and down into um, the northern part of South America. Um, and I got to go there to catch them in the wild to bring them back to the lab and film their courtship and do experiments to see um, particular how they got each other's attention. So one mm. of the, the core thing that I studied is why and how do animals have to get their audience's attention when they're trying to put on a performance? Mm. So, okay. you know, just like we're, we're trying to share something with our audience by talking we want them to be listening to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same sort of problem when you're a spider trying to show off your colors to, the f- to your audience, which is the female that's watching you. Wow. Um, and so I, was, I did a lot of experiments to see what these animals do um, to get females to look at them because... The other really cool thing about jumping spiders that makes them one of my favorite animals is their eyes. So oh, yeah. if you've ever seen a jumping spider, uh, I'll, if you haven't, I'll describe them for you. Mm-hmm. So they're a pretty small, stocky spider. Their head's kind of big and chonky. Mm-hmm. And they have a similarly sized abdomen. They have short legs for a spider and the legs are kind of beefy compared to, say, like an orb-weaving spider.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't build webs. They do a lot of walking and running around, which is why their legs are kind of more developed. Yeah. Um And their head is almost like a cube-shaped, cube-shaped, like it's kind of squared off. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have four eyes in the front of their head with two really, really big ones. Mm -hmm. Then two that are kind of on the the outer edges of that cube. And then the best part is that they also have two eyes on the back of their head Mm -hmm. that look behind them. And so they can see all around themselves. Uh, It's kind of like Spider-Man's Spidey Sense or like any direction things are moving, that spider can notice them. Wow. Um, but those eyes don't all see the same way. Mm. So just like we have our peripheral, so our periphery, the kind of the edges of your vision, or your vision mm-hmm. um, those, the edges of your vision, you actually see really differently there compared to the where you're looking at right now, like where you're yeah. you're looking directly at. Um, and it's really similar with these spiders where the four eyes on the sides of their head see really differently than the two, eye, the two really big ones. Only the two big ones can see in color, uh, while the other ones see in black and white. Mm. So if you're a male spider who's super colorful, like you've evolved to be so colorful and like beautiful and attention-grabbing, uh-huh. but you happen to not be uh, seen by those two big eyes on the female... You actually get, you, your colors don't work at all. Like you get, yeah. to, you're in black and white. And so I was trying to figure out how did these animals evolve to solve this problem they have every time they want to talk to each other with colors and dances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if any of you at home have seen a jumping spider, maybe in your house or out in the woods, you would know what me and Sebastian are talking about, about <laughs> how, how, expressive these little spiders yeah. can be they have so much personality which is a little weird to think about but it might be, be- i think that it's because of their big eyes i i, I mm-hmm. um experience the same thing with praying mantis too they have yeah. these two big eyes or the, they're, they're two big compound eyes in that case mm-hmm. um and i think us as humans sort of see that as more personality and more I guess they're more uh, more relatable, relatable to us, sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they look like humans, um, but no, I know they, exactly what you mean. Yeah, they sort of have that more personable look to them, and mm-hmm. and that's not just the way that they look, but it's also the way that they act. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes with praying mantis, they they they'll look at you, or with jumping spiders, they um, they don't have a head per se but they
1: they have a head but it's up. there's no like neck that can like track yeah, like it's not like ours
0: yeah that's what yeah. i meant they don't have a neck that can move it's connected to their um the rest of their body and so they can sort of look up which is really interesting yeah um, they will lift sort of- themselves up on their legs and yeah. like
1: track you like if you get a jumping spider's attention and move it will move its body to keep looking at you yeah. Um, and I think it's really interesting that you mentioned praying mantises too because they're very they use their eyes a lot right They have these mm-hmm. big eyes, they use them for hunting and for courtship. And I think it's really interesting how easy it is for us to relate to animals that have evolved to like interact with the world through the same senses that we do. Oh, so yeah. most spiders they can be they can notice you, they can be aware of you, but they might be doing it through a completely different sense than what we would be using so like we see a spider but the spider might feel us stomping on the ground to them or the the wind from our um to them it's wind. you know the the movement of air from us talking like blowing on the hairs on their legs for many spiders that's how they notice us Mm. but for jumping spiders since they've evolved to have really good vision um it's really easy to like put yourself in their kind of mindset because in some ways, our brains are kind of wired in parallel and similar ways. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've independently evolved to, to hunt and to walk around the world and be curious and look at things and sneak up on stuff and explore. Um, and yeah. it's really cool. I, that's one of the reasons I love them so much because they were kind of like my gateway spider. You know, I didn't know that much about spiders growing up. And then when I started my PhD and I started studying jumping spiders, I was like, oh, like these animals have stuff going on. And then from there, I just got into other spiders and like kind of started trying to understand what their lives were like. Uh, And Yeah. yeah, for a lot of people, I've heard that jumping spiders are like that for them because you can kind of relate to them. And then from there, you can connect to their relatives that are maybe a little bit different.
0: So jumping spiders in my mind are so unique um, because they they're they're really unlike any other spider a lot of people think of spiders mm-hmm. as you know sort of um, boring colors or brown or big and hairy and jumping spiders mm-hmm. are really unique um, they're really unlike any other spider in my mind um, yeah and, and they're then, actually
1: oh sorry I didn't mean to cut you off yeah no um, no problem go ahead.
0: What I was gonna say is um, they are so unique because a lot of spiders are a li- not, not as colorful as jumping spiders, mm-hmm. and they are just so unique in their color, their shape, their size. Yeah, they're really cool. They're they're definitely one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, and the really fun thing about jumping spiders is that they are actually the most diverse group of spiders. Mm-hmm. So there are more species of jumping spider than any other family or any other type of spider. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of jumping spiders that are super colorful, but there are also ones that are really camouflaged and really like brown, gray, hidden, you know, colors designed to blend in. Yeah, Uh, They come in all shapes and sizes. You've got super really tiny ones that are like almost the size of the babies of Really big jumping spiders. Oh, so the yeah. biggest jumping spiders are maybe like an inch long. Mm. Um, so they're not actually that big, even when they're huge. Huge. Yeah. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. Um, and they're ones that like um have evolved to look like ants and they actually pretend to be ants oh, yeah. all the time so that things don't chase after them. Mm-hmm. Um they're really fun animals. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing like throughout all spiders. Uh that was my impression too that spiders are just like big, brown, hairy things mm-hmm. um, that build webs, or maybe they're tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I started learning more about them, it's just like how jumping spiders come in every shape, size, color, behavior. All spiders are like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're tarantulas. I can, it's off screen for um, on the video right now, but I have a pet tarantula that is incredibly colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are tarantulas that are brown and big and hairy. And then there yeah. are tarantulas that are gloriously beautiful in their mm-hmm. colors. Um, and there are spiders that look like any shape from regular spider to, like, it looks like a beetle to it looks like an ant mm-hmm. to, I mean, it, it looks like a seed. Like, you can't even recognize it as a spider. It's, like, pretending to be a seed or, like, a leaf. Yeah. Um, Or there's even a spider that has evolved to pretend to be uh, bird droppings. Mm -hmm. So it looks like bird droppings on a leaf. I mean, they're they're fascinating animals. Um, Yeah. And there's so many of them. Like there's over, we're getting close to 50,000 different species of spiders. um, And about 6,000 of those are jumping spiders. So there's so many out there. That's amazing. Um, Way more than like. Animals that we we kind of see day to day, like ma- you know mammals. There's like mm-hmm. five thousand species of mammals in the entire world, um, and so even just within jumping spiders, you already have a more diversity than you have across all mammals.
0: Yeah, which for many so, people may
1: be what they picture when they think of an animal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that jumping spiders don't use their silk for what you might think Mm -hmm. they do. And the majority of spiders use it to make these, uh, webs that, you know, stretch across trees that they sit on and wait, Mm -hmm. sit and wait predators. And then, uh, tarantulas are too heavy. And so they use their silk to make a burrow. Uh, Mm -hmm. well, some of them do make, uh, Webs in trees, but um, the majority of tarantulas of terrestrial tarantulas burrow in the ground and use their silk for that. So, what do jumping spiders use their silk for?
1: Yeah, jumping spiders have two kind of main ways that they use their silk. Um, The first one is kind of like many spiders actually will use their silk to make a home. So a place to sleep, uh, a den that's safe. So a jumping spider, a lot of them will find like a little crevice or a corner or somewhere that's a little sheltered, sometimes like inside a rolled up leaf. Mm. And they are use their, their silk to make like a little sleeping bag um, if that's just them. Or sometimes they have like a second chamber where they lay their eggs. Mm-hmm. They're basically making a little hideout where they live. Mm-hmm. Um, and many, many spiders do that. And the other way that jumping spiders use their silk, which you will maybe see if you watch one running around, yeah. is they use it as a safety line. So a jumping spider, as you might have guessed from the name, uh, can jump. And now they don't jump up, they jump forward. Their jumps are to get them across gaps or to jump onto prey um, or to travel, traverse, you know, get from place A to place
0: B. Yeah, more like um, a frog.
1: Yeah, it it's kind of like a frog. It very, you know, they kick off with their back legs and they shoot forward. Uh that is how a jumping spider jumps. Um but before they jump, they touch their spinnerets, which are these two little like um it's hard to see on a jumping spider because they're so tiny. Mm-hmm. It, a lot easier to see on some other spiders like tarantulas or there's mm-hmm. a couple that have really long spinnerets. Yeah. They're kind of like almost like finger or tail like uh, limbs mm-hmm. at the tip of their abdomen. Mm-hmm. So, most of a spider's legs, or I guess all of their legs, are attached to their head, which is that yeah. first big segment of their body. So, their legs and their pedipalps are attached to the bottom of their head. Mm-hmm. And then on their abdomen, at the very back tip, they have spinnerets. And that's where the silk comes out of. And so, they'll touch those spinnerets to the ground mm-hmm. right before they jump. And that anchors a safety line. And they can use it in two ways. First, obviously, if they jump and they miss, which (laughs) happens and it's kind of funny and the spider looks a little embarrassed, Mm -hmm. but the safety line will keep them from falling and they can just climb back up that to try again. Oh, wow. Um, The other thing that they can do, which is really cool, is uh, they can actually do mid-jump adjustments. So they can... Mm -hmm. Clamp down on that um, silk line as they're while they're in the air to adjust like how far like maybe they they overshot it and they need to pull in they can wow. tug on that line um, while they're jumping to control <laughs> how far they're going literally um, like Spider Man so, yeah yeah, That's yeah. it's it's one of the closest things to Spider Man's like web um, kind of web swinging yeah though um, so there are a few. Um, tarantula-like spiders that do something pretty similar that looks really cool, That's where so they cool. will release silk and let it go into the air, and then it'll fall over and like land on something, and then the spider will like once it attach the silk is attached to like another object, the spider will like swing like use it as a rope and just kind of swing down safely oh, to the my ground. Goodness. That's crazy. That's what, um. Particularly the, um, I know this, I probably other species do it, but the one that mm. I'm familiar with is the Pennsylvanian purseweb spider. Mm. Um, Adipus snetsingeri is its scientific name. And they live just around Philadelphia area. Um, but the babies do that when they are emerging in the spring and trying to find new places to live. They don't actually balloon. So most spiders will release silk into the air um, and let the wind catch it and carry them. But mm. these ones will... Release it, let let the wind carry it to like the next plant over, and then use it to swing down Man, um, that's crazy it's very cool, yeah,
0: yeah, so um, I think that is a uh, uh, I think that's about enough of jumping spiders. I'd like to talk more about there um, we can never be that's never enough on jumping spiders, oh They're yeah, like the for sure. they are so cool, <laughs> um, but I would like to move on to some of the stuff that you've done. Um, totally totally talked about traveling and uh catching Mm -hmm. uh capturing videos and the specimens of these japanese spiders um Mm -hmm. but are there any other amazing projects that you worked on in school that you'd like to mention
1: um you know in terms of like my experiments that i did for my research Mm -hmm. um, so the first one that i did was filming the courtship of these spiders so we had Mm -hmm these cameras that would film them from multiple angles so that we could tell exactly where they were looking throughout their, the, the, the male's dance. So we could tell when a female was looking at the male. Okay. Um, and that's kind of like the most basic level thing. But then we stepped it up a notch um, where we, we <laughs> created this like uh, setup because I wanted to know what about a male's arm movements were interesting because they, they kind of wave their arms just like we might when we're like flagging someone down from across the street. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to see if that was something that like got them, got, got the female's attention. Mm-hmm. And so we had to create a device that let us play videos to a female and see which one she tried to look at. Uh, but without letting her move around so that we could control what she was seeing Mm -hmm. at at every point in the experiment. (laughs) So I had to glue tiny little magnets onto a jumping spider's head um, and then stick, use that to pick them up with like a metal rod and then use that to hold them in place in front of like... Uh, they were actually like gaming quality computer monitors, like super high-end computer oh monitors. Oh um, So that the video would be at a high enough frame rate so that the number of images per second would yeah. be high enough that it didn't look um, uh, choppy, like it didn't look like kind uh-huh. of like stop motion to the spiders; so it looked well, smooth and realistic.
0: And I would assume that you would need a high resolution too because if they're so yeah. small... If the spider's so small, then the pixels are a lot bigger to them, right? So yeah. You need more more pixels, and they'd have to be smaller, right? So they would have to be yeah. higher resolution. Is that correct? It, yeah. So the way we
1: got around that, because if they were up close to the screen, that would be true. What yeah. we did is we actually put them further back from the screen, and we just made the picture of the male jumping spider a lot bigger. Like it was huge compared to a real life one, and the yeah. It was just further back so that at that distance, it would be at about the same size as it would be a a male dancing in real life. Um, But I basically spent like several months of my life sitting in a room, putting a female in there, playing her a bunch of videos that we had like, they were like animations that we had calculated to be like slightly different speeds and how much they're waving and just watch them do that. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then what we, what you can do is a cool thing about the jumping spiders. You could give them like a little – we give them like a little foam ball to hold, but we painted little dots on it. And it's kind of okay. like um, if you've ever seen like those behind-the-scenes things of like Lord of the Rings or something where there's like mm-hmm. CGI. Yeah, and It's like an actor that has like all the dots painted on their face so that uh-huh. you can track where every part of their face is looking it's yeah. a really low tech version of that where we okay. had these dots on this little ball that the spider was holding
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then she when and she tried to look at something she would try to spin her body to look at it but because she's being held in the air by this like magnet on her head mm-hmm. and the the ground that she's holding is the ball she'd actually turn the ball so we could tell what she mm-hmm. was trying to look at from the direction that the ball was holding the ball was moving yeah um, It's harder to explain in, uh, hopefully I got it across in, uh, audio, but there's videos of it, um, on my YouTube channel. Um, and that was a lot of fun, but it was also a lot, it was like 400 hours of me watching a jumping spider watch videos.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: I can only imagine. So it was pretty intense, but the coolest thing that I got to do, this didn't go into my, uh, PhD dissertation, but it was something that I helped uh, like test out for other scientists to use. Okay, um, it's a it's a spider eye tracker. So it's wow. a it's a machine that if you put a jumping spider in front of it, it will tell you what the spider is looking at. So we yeah. have these for people, yeah. right? Like, because our eyeballs move around, and so if you watch where your eyes looking, mm-hmm. you can tell exactly where your brain is focusing on at any given second. Yeah, yeah. And jumping spiders, the big primary eyes, those are really big ones on their head, they actually do look around just like ours do. Mm. Except, and you'd be like Sebastian, but like I look at a jumping spider, it doesn't have like pupils. Its eyes don't like rotate when it's like moving and you know, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's because they can't, the outer part of their eye can't move because it's attached to their exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. But the inside part can. So the retina, the cells in the back of the eye that um, actually see the tech, the light, mm-hmm. uh, those can move around. So it's kind of like, if you've ever seen like, like there's a hole in a fence and like, if you get up to it, you can like look In different directions by like moving up and down and looking at it through different angles.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: like that. That's what's going on inside a jumping spider's head when it's looking at stuff. Yeah, and there's a machine that if you put the spider on it, it actually uses an infrared camera to look at the reflections in its eye to tell where the spider is looking. Yeah, you play it a video
0: because spider eyes reflect light,
1: right? Yeah, they're shiny yeah outer parts are shiny so you can't use regular you can't use like visible light because the visible light gets reflected and we they look shiny you have to use infrared light that Mm. can um, actually um, go through the lenses but actually bounce back off the the retina the back of the eye Mm. um, so that you can see changes in how that is moving uh, Instead of just noticing the kind of the front part of the eye that's really really shiny, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was really cool because we got to like play videos and see a spider's its eyes like. So jumping spiders, their big eyes, the primary eyes, can look at two different places at the same time, kind of like a chameleon. Mm -hmm. And just in the same way, when they see something that they're really interested in, both of those eyes will snap together and they'll lock on to the same thing. And they'll start looking at it and like moving up and down and like checking it out. Um, So it's really fun to see what parts of, we actually like showed them a video of the male dancing, like really up close. And we were like, Mm-hmm. Okay, what parts of this? Because the males have like, there's colors, all different parts of their body. Their arms are moving. Like, what? What is actually the most interesting? Like, second to second. Like, are you looking at mm-hmm. like the tips of his first legs? Are you looking at like the orange, uh, like blotches on his knees? Um, mm-hmm. are you looking at his face? And we got to see how that changed from like the start of the dance to the end of the dance. It was That's really cool. crazy.
0: So you can tell specifically where the female is looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. my
1: goodness! There was um, there's a uh, New York Times article about this okay. device and the scientists that um are, that built this specific one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was built by uh, Dr. Beth Jacobs and Dr. Sky Long at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Okay. Um, and a few years ago, there was a New York Times article about how that works and the research that they did um it's on a different species of jumping spider for the most part but it is super super cool and you can see it uh, if you google like new york times spider eye tracker mm. you'll get the article so much okay. fun i highly recommend people to check it out
0: that wow that is amazing i can't even imagine the, the <laughs> amount of engineering that had to go into that that's Wow, that's crazy. The wild thing, the wildest thing that I learned about
1: this machine is that the original version of it was built in the 1960s. No like, way. we've had the, te- like, we've known how to do this since the 1960s. And, like, the first experiments on a similar type of machine were in the 60s. Now, this version is way more oh, el- yeah. like effective and elaborate and like, yeah. it's digital. In the previous one, it was someone like looking and like like watching what the eyes were doing. Yeah, um, it, was, it was very like low tech, uh, but the the like core idea has
0: like been figured out since the '60s, which is like really really cool. That's really impressive. Wow. All right, I'm sorry to cut you all off like this, but part two is coming next week. So um, this interview went a little longer than usual. So for those, I usually like to split it up into two parts for you guys. So part two is coming next week where we learn more about Sebastian. This episode was a lot about jumping spiders, but next episode is more about Sebastian. So stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out at our website, www.lilldudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are littledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging.